this is a big year for us uh, 34 new styles which is the biggest um, release I think we've had since the company's inception to be honest and we definitely learned that people do not like it when they're like god this is great how much does it cost and you tell them they're like great I'll take two and they're like oh no you can't have it a lot of gals at this show have been like oh yeah I'm a men's medium I'm a men's I'm like oh well, we have women's sizes like oh deal I did quite a bit of spot and stock mule deer hunting in this thing and you know dragging my gut across the prairie and it holds up really really well i got a real nice mule deer in this piece this year and and i know one of our good product testers steve ranella got a damn nice mule deer in this piece this year too so um it's uh yeah it's proven lucky To the RNA Outdoors podcast, fueled by Ripcord Arrowrest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrow Rest, the bow hunter's number one fallaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment in their patented drop-dead brake system that eliminates launcher bounce back. Best of all, Ripcord is backed by their rock-solid guarantee. If the original owner has a part break for any reason, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge. And did I mention, Ripcord is located in southwest Montana, where all their products are made with pride in America. Check them out at ripcordrs.com and on their social media feeds. This podcast is brought to you by First Light Clothing and Hunting Apparel. Born in the Rockies in central Idaho, First Light's mission is to create simple yet proven versatile gear that provides comfort and performance in any situation while working to promote the pursuit of ethical hunting and stewardship. I recently joined the First Light Pro Staff team and have continued to be impressed year after year in their innovations in engineering and merino wool fabrics. Ten years ago, they started putting out wool fabrics with camo patterns, and immediately this changed the game. Since then, they offer multiple layering systems and kits in various proprietary patterns and continue to raise the bar with their competition. Find them online at firstlight.com or under their social media feeds. Go farther, stay longer. (laughs) 
All right, listeners, welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Paw, coming to you from the First Light booth here in Dallas at the Dallas Safari Club show. Uh, this is the first trade show of the year uh, and definitely excited uh, to be here. Uh, this is day two of the show, so it's starting to get a little busier. Um, being here at the First Light booth, it's still a little quiet this morning, uh, but I'm anticipating that I'm sure the rate's going to pick up here uh, shortly. But fortunate to be here this morning uh, with two employees uh, of First Light, um, both Greg uh, and Ryan. Most of you probably know both of them. Um, been with First Light for, for quite a few years. And our plan this morning uh, is to kind of go through the new product lines for 2018, uh, which are being released at this show. So um, I think we've all been kind of waiting to see what First Light was going to come out with in 18. A lot of people have been asking questions, and uh, we're actually here today to talk through some of that. So welcome, Greg, Ryan, to the Arnie Outdoors podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So uh, it's not catching wet weather here, but uh, it's darn close in the mornings. You know, it's it's any weather you can imagine inside the giant convention hall. That's true. So it's uh, we're paying our dues, you know. To your point, no blue sky, but... Uh, <laughs> it kind of felt like catching weather when we landed. It was colder here than it was when we took off. Yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of humidity here, and that makes it cold. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. Um, maybe just briefly, um, both you guys, just kind of give an intro, just maybe talk a little about yourself and kind of what you do at First Light. Sounds good. I'm Greg Farrell. I'm the product operations manager uh, here at First Light. So deal with uh, some product development and then also just general operations management, raw material sourcing, things like that. Okay. How long have you been with First Light? I uh, came on... As an intern on the customer service and sales side of things, um, man, a little over a year ago. Okay. And then uh, moved into the product department in the last year. Cool. Been at the product department last year. So intern program, that's neat. You guys bring in folks to kind of intern and test drive them a little bit mm -hmm. and then see how they work. That's neat that you came in through a system like that. Made it through the vetting process, I guess. I can, can imagine that's one. rigorous. It's not for everyone. <laughs> uh, we actually stole from the youth of America, but... Mm -hmm taking greg on full-time he was a was a teacher said you're gonna quit that <laughs> we need you here <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah and ryan uh yeah ryan callahan uh i am the director of conservation and public relations for first light um worn a lot of hats over the years so um and uh yeah and i fancy myself a real product tester too so <laughs> All those fancy photos you see of Ryan, he's got all that new gear on and yes. testing it out in all those all those different areas and environments. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, we got uh, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of new gear this year. Um, and, you know, we put it all through the ringer. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's always exciting at this gig because we're – Ever since the company started, we've always just tweaked things and tweaked things and tweaked things because we're always using the stuff. And everybody, it is, I always say it's a ridiculously active office. Um, I, I'm not sure compared to places you've worked in the past, but it's pretty... <laughs> The uh, the fitness level is slightly higher than, you know, other environments I've worked in, in the past. But, yeah, to Ryan's point, this is a big year for us. Uh, 34 new styles, which is the biggest um, release I think we've had since the company's inception, to be honest. So, yeah, it's a big year. Yes. And the first time, from what I understand, you guys have had a storefront at a trade show as well. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time that we've actually uh, sold. Uh, so th this second year doing consumer shows. 
um, and first time that we've ever really opened up shop on the on a on a consumer show. Sure, which yeah. is I think neat because when you know you look at a lot of the competition, you know you guys are now competing with um, they you know they've got storefronts, people are there, they're able to buy gear. So I think it's great that you guys have that ability to provide people with gear tangibly here. They can try it on, they can walk away with it right at the show. And we definitely learned that people do not like it when they're like, God, this is great. How much does it cost? And you tell them, they're like, great, I'll take two. And they're like, oh, no, you can't have them. you got to order it online, and we'll send it to you. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. No, okay. There's been a lot of excitement, I think, around the, the retail booth this year. Yeah. yeah. Good buzz. Yeah, good. Well, maybe what we'll do is we'll just jump in, and, and maybe what we'll do is we'll just walk through. If you guys want to kind of start um, from one side to the other, we can kind of walk through the new uh, releases for 2018. We can talk about each of the materials and, and the different fabrics, and, uh, and we'll just kind of go from there. How's Sounds that sound? Good. Sweet. I think wool is the appropriate place to start because that's the base layer. But that's kind of what. We're, but uh, we'll work around people yeah, here. Yeah, we're, we're we're live and in action on the trade show floor. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, catalyst is what we're calling um, the new soft shell. Uh, we have a pant and a jacket um, for 2018. Uh, I mean, to be totally honest with you, uh, I. I've always kind of despised soft shells. I don't know, like, where they fit in my kit, especially for backcountry hunting. Um, They never pack down well. They're kind of bulky. They're not like a puffy jacket that you can jam in and around things in your pack. Um, And they just kind of don't do enough for me, so I really had to force myself to be in this stuff this year. And... um, I've been very, very impressed. So uh, the thing that I like uh, probably most about the jacket and the pant is is the fit. It's definitely an active fit, and it allows you to then layer this stuff, whereas traditional soft shells, that's just not not a possibility because sure. it's just there's just too much there. Um, and, you know, you get great abrasion resistance they're they're tough um they breathe super super well and um the breathability is just kind of this thing that will probably pound too much from a listener's standpoint because it's just so critical to being comfortable um and uh, greg worked on this stuff a ton so for sure i think uh the big thing um, and the thing we're most excited about with this system is you really have to kind of forget what you know about current soft shells. Um, the construction of this piece is different than most soft shells in the fact that it's a two-layer piece. Um, and what we mean there is we actually took, most soft shells have a membrane between the face fabric or the front of the piece and the interior lining, and we took that out. Um, that membrane is typically what gives you that boardy, uncomfortable, not layerable feel. With removing that, um, these pieces truly are crazy, uh, excuse me, crazy breathable, but also with a great DWR finish. Um, so you still get the wind and water resistance, uh-huh. but it's more breathable, more comfortable. And with that, um, one of the 
foundational pieces of these soft shells is the fleece lining on the inside. It's not just a dumb fleece lining. It's a 37.5 um, fabric, which is an active particle fabric. So that fleece lining is actually pulling moisture away from your body and pressing it to the outside of the piece so you don't get that clammy, sweaty feel mm -hmm. that sometimes we can experience in soft shells. One of the things I always think about with soft shell is, is how loud they are, like the, the swishing that happens when you're in you know the the forest and but this stuff looks ultimately really quiet from the standpoint of the design and the in the material yeah and that's something that i never really like my style of western hunting i'm never like oh that's too loud uh this is crazy quiet it's like absurdly quiet stuff yeah it is it it's quiet to the point that i grew up in the midwest i cut my teeth in whitetail hunting and I spent a lot of time this season um, in a tree stand with this jacket and any of the whitetail guys out there, people that know whitetail hunters, they're extremely, extremely picky about how quiet their clothing is. And mm -hmm. I would never hesitate and I didn't to use this, you know, even in a tree stand setting. Um, it was phenomenal for that and I was super impressed with it. Cool. So kind of almost like a three season type system. I mean... This Technically. Is, yeah, this is one of the most versatile systems I think we have. And the fact that, you know, from east to midwest, it's a great tree stand piece. And then, you know, in the far west, the mountain west, we we chased mule deer in it. I chased elk in it, late season elk this year. And it was really versatile and awesome for that as well. Cool. Yeah. Good. Um, what do we got next? What do you think, Greg? You pick the next one. Do you want to just to do the seat as long as it's out here? Seat yeah. pants? Um, so, uh, Seek Jacket, which is our, like, our bomber shell, um, came out last year. Um, so we've had multiple seasons in that at this point from a testing standpoint. And it's just been a bomber, like, work jacket, um, you know, an insane amount of days in the field and then onto the ski hill and everything else that you can do in it, southeast Alaska fishing, whatever. Um, and the, uh, the pants were something that just needed to be right. Um, and we went, there's a bunch of features. We probably can't hit them all, but it is a very, very tough, very waterproof kind of work pant along the lines of the jacket. Yeah, so SEEK stands for Southeast, Southeast Alaska. I mean, this the jacket was designed for you're going to be in the rain from sunup till sundown for multiple days. It's a super burly three-and-a-half-layer full waterproof um, jacket, and the pants are designed the exact same way. Um, the pants themselves, uh, some unique design features I think we can touch on kind of quickly is um, they're, they're designed to be your pant. So they're cut in a way that they're comfortable to wear. Um, definitely can be worn over, you know, other layers as well. But standalone as a pant, which is how I used it this year, they're extremely comfortable. Um, no problem wearing those things all day. Very breathable for how waterproof they are. Um, and, you know, just looking to the pant between roll top pockets in the front and flaps over the zippers, it's, it's designed to keep you dry and, you know, get a lot of use out of them. In terms of the sizing, if you're, you know, chasing blacktails on Kodiak in October and it's wet, I mean, would you want to size up over your current kit system or how is it size comparable to I definitely I guess, would some not. other? Especially no? like that particular example, um, you're going to be just, that particular example, especially, uh, you know, if you're going from the beach up, um, you're going to be going through 
a ridiculous amount of brush to get into the muskegs and stuff, and and so you're just gonna be constantly slapped with wet shit. Yeah, and it's miserable. <laughs> I'm just I'm yeah. there right now. Yeah, and, I hear um, Yeah, so you'll yeah just wear this, size it like you would your pant. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Now, in terms of both of the the soft shell and the the Seek Storm Tide, are they offered in all different all the patterns that you guys offer in terms of the colors? So both of these are going to be offered in uh, both of our patterns, so Cipher and Fusion, and okay. then they'll be available in Dry Earth as well. Okay. Yep. Good. Yeah. So yeah, just think it's burly. It's over. From sales perspective, I shouldn't say this, but it's going to be overkill for most most folks. Yeah. Sure. It's it is it's for BC, Southeast Alaska, Washington, Oregon, coastal stuff. It's got a specific need that it's fitting. Yeah, you're, uh, you know, Idaho, Montana, uh, Wyoming guys. Uh, unless you're spending a lot, a lot of days in the field, um, you know, horseback, brush stuff like that. Um, it's it's a little going to be a little barely for you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right, I think we can jump into the sawtooth hybrid vest next. So we released the sawtooth hybrid jacket last year. Um, it was kind of one of our flagship pieces. I'm um, sure any of the First Light fans out there are familiar with the technology of that jacket. But basically what it is is it's a hybrid in the fact that um, under the arms, pits, back, it's a 300-weight merino uh, with a front nylon face and 50 grams of insulation uh, reason for that design is that most of the stuff we do in the west you got to pack on your back so it's breathable in areas where there tends to be lots of layers um, and you get some wind protection and insulation uh, in the front as well so with all the success uh, that the hybrid jacket had uh, it had a lot of hype to it and definitely stood up to that hype uh, a lot of people excited about it over the last year we went ahead and used those same technologies to design a vest. So no tech, or no changes in tech or construction, uh, just a vest format to provide some additional versatility and in insulating layers and wind blocking, depending on how you like to build your system, if a vest fits into that or not. And then uh, Halstead Tech Fleece uh, has kind of gone through a redesign. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's a new piece. Yeah. Um, it, you'll see a lot of the same performance. A lot of people absolutely love that tech fleece now that we, we've had it uh, at least three seasons. Um, and it you know it does this crazy good job of blocking the wind, provides a lot of warmth for the weight, and this piece is, is still going to do that. Um, the fit is uh, a little bit different, and uh, we now offer it with a hood as well correct so we added the hood um, other big change with this piece other than the fit is we changed the um, antimicrobial treatment so we're now using um, a better antimicrobial treatment high q um, versus what we were using before so you're going to notice mm-hmm. some performance increases in in that as well what i noticed with the original halstead i, I love the fleece but it was always kind of boxy Yes. Like yep. it never fit, you know, kind of like ultralight or like a lot of the gear you guys are producing now. So this is more of a tapered fit or I guess more of a ultralight, tighter fit. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it obviously comes with the hood, which is a nice feature, yeah, which the sawtooth has as well. Wind blocking feature or that, you know, the added kind of, it is, it works so great as a wind shirt. I was uh, coming around uh, a long stretch of very exposed trail, uh, horseback and um you know just 40 degrees but 
they're probably 50 degrees, but just a 10, 15 mile an hour wind the whole time, and that thing was amazing. Cut it well. Yeah, yeah. it was great. One of the things I really like is that you guys have it brought back the actual zipper because I know on the Springer vest you used to have the zipper over the chest and that kind of went away in the in the last rendition of the of the vest but I'm glad to see it's perfect for elk calls right I mean you can yes. slip them in there or you know Absolutely. a lot of other different things that it's nice to have that that chest pocket it's uh, a good oh no I'd, I'd we should uh, hop over and and hit the marina yeah let's do that or the arrow wall rather so for 2018, we did a complete revamp um, of our wool program, um, basically down to the fiber level uh, in both of the offerings that we have. So we have two offerings in terms of uh, wool categories this year. Arrow wool, which we've offered before, but again, we've revamped it down to the fiber level. And then our new um, heavier weight merino that we're calling Merino X this year. So I'll maybe just jump into kind of the general differences and changes between the two and then we can fill in some some gaps from there so in terms of arrow will big changes from what our previous arrow will was and what people knew our arrow will to be uh, the first one is that our previous arrow wool was a merino wool poly blend and we've now switched that to a merino wool nylon blend um, benefits you get from that is it's going to be more durable which is the biggest one mm-hmm. So wool and durability is always kind of a fine line there. And by going from a poly blend to a nylon blend, we get a lot more durability. In addition to that, um, a big thing that sets our merino nylon blend apart is that, again, it's 37.5 active particle nylon. So it's not just, you know, a filler uh, fiber in the wool to make it stronger. It's also actively pulling moisture away from your body. So in terms of the air wool itself, um, it's going to dry faster. Um, it's going to evaporate moisture better, and it's going to be more durable. Okay. So in addition to those changes, we've added a weight as well. So we previously only offered air wool in 150 weight. We now have a 200 weight, slightly heavier version of that same, same One product. of the things I know you and I talked about yesterday is with some of the older wools with the poly is the pilling that happens, you know, on the material and the garment. And, you know, after six to eight months of wearing it, quite often, you know, it starts pilling up. And, you, you know, I don't know if that lessens the integrity of the garment but it, it definitely is noticeable on a lot of the older fabrics that you guys used to manufacture yeah and we we had this wool third party tested and so again durability increased um ability to evaporate moisture increase and pilling resistance also increased so that's great yeah and just from yeah man i don't, I don't think the pilling uh really hurts the integrity of the garment however you know mentally you look at it and you're like what is that yeah why is it doing that yeah yeah Yeah. that's neat so you guys have added the the 200 weight then versus the 150 yep and you know the important thing to hit also is it's still you're getting the best parts of merino right it's going to be an insulator when it's cold and it's going to breathe like crazy and you're going to get a really good cooling effect when it's hot and it's just going to keep you in that comfort level. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in the, the 150 weight, mentioning hot, um, you'll notice in the 150 weight, you're going to find mesh. Um, it's the same fabric. It's just a meshed fabric in you know the areas where we get the hottest, so underarms, parts of back, et cetera, things like that. Okay. Any changes to the corrugate short or very similar for this year? Corrugate short will be uh, same as last year. No big changes. Which, if you don't have awesome shorts, yeah, they're they're amazing. Amazing. we spend more yeah. time in those, I think, than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great shorts. 
So we can move over to uh, our two heavier weights then. So we said the arrow wool comes in 150 weight and 200 weight. Um, we have two heavier weights of wool, um, a 250 weight, which we're calling every, all the styles within that weight. Um, they're the kiln. And then the furnace, which is our Expedition 350 weight. Um, both of these uh, fall under our Merino X category. Um, the big changes from our previous offerings in Merino to the Merino X category is you're going to see it's 95% Merino and 5% spandex. The reason for the addition of the spandex, um, again, it goes back to that durability and fit. So this is going to provide increased pilling resistance, um, increased durability, and in addition to that, you're going to get a more consistent fit um, over the life of the garment. So, you know, if you buy a, a hoodie in the 250 weight, um, it's going to fit more similar to the way it comes out of the package, you know, after 10, 15, 20 washes than a 100% pure merino piece would be. Um, to Cal's point about the um, air wool, you know, one thing we really want to make sure that the customer is aware of is the addition of um, the 5% spandex was a performance addition, and you still have all of the positive qualities, scent resistance, you know, via antimicrobial, um, insulate one way, UV yeah. resistant, you know, everything that people knew about um, our 100% Merino wool, you're getting all those benefits plus the additional ones with the new construction of Merino X. Okay. And the name behind Reno, Merino X, is that essentially just adding spandex? Is that kind of where that came from? Or? Yep, that was part of it, and just differentiating that from our current offerings as well. Gotcha. Yeah, so. And the 350, is that a new line then? So we have not offered anything in the 350 line before. Um, this is, I would say the 350 line is what I'm most excited about in our wool offerings this year. Um, it's a very new construction um, in terms of wool than our customer or anybody in the industry is doing right now and what makes it different is it's a lofted construction so it's a lofted fleece construction on the interior um, interlock um, construction on the exterior so it actually feels like a fleece even though it's wool yeah and what we get from that is that additional loft um it's providing a lot of insulation because there's air in that lofted space so for a lighter weight wool you're actually getting more insulation than some of our previous like 400 weight offerings like the springer the labrador um yeah. and it's a ultra durable construction as well it's i know cal is fired up about this one too but i had a lot yes. of really good days in this piece and uh really excited about it yeah the it really is it's steps up the durability to the point where this is or was for me this this season like a no-brainer outerwear piece um and it's 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 a tough deal i did quite a bit of spot and stock mule deer hunting in this thing and you know dragging my gut across the prairie and it holds up really really well i got a real nice mule deer in this piece this year and and i know one that of was a nice deer you're right a whole buck yeah that was a nice good, deer good product tester steve Rinella got a damn nice <laughs> mule deer in this yeah, piece this year too yeah. so um it's uh yeah it's proven lucky yeah and this, i think the night the nice aspect of 350 is is it provides additional protection in the cold so you know it becomes more of a, a november october november piece you know garment out yeah. of your outerwear piece so i think this one has a lot of versatility too i mean there's going to be a lot of 
obviously there's western applications as we just talked about but this is going to be a favorite i think amongst the whitetail and waterfowl crowd as well um those late season cold hunts yeah ice fishermen yes there you go it is is freaking warm warm stuff absolutely Uh, yeah and, and this is uh uh, you know, the bottoms in this are constructed the same way as the tops, and it's it is the furnace for a reason. Yeah, for sure, it makes sense. Okay, to me, I think the flagship piece that's out new this year. I noticed this was the first thing I noticed when I came into the booth um, was the puffy jacket, and I've I've been a fan of the Uncompagre for years. I mean, that's always yes. kind of been my outermost layer, sitting glassing in Montana in November, but. This piece to me looks like it's going to change the game for you guys in terms of what you guys are putting out this year from a down standpoint. Oh, yeah. Well, it's our first ever push into down. Um, It's something that we have truthfully been working on um, for a long, long time. Um, And this is kind of like the time is right type of situation. And I'm super excited about this and wore the heck out of it. definitely want to say the uncompagrate is not going away that thing is still a uh, vital part of my kit yeah um but this jacket uh solves a lot of problems late season yeah yeah we truly believe that this is going to be a piece that really transcends you know possibly even our market there's really nothing else out there in terms of the down story um and the technical construction of this piece um and to speak to that the, the down story with our piece here is that um, it's, it is pure down, so we have 800 fill downs, very high quality. In addition to that, um, we've added in, I spoke about the 37.5 particles, um, 37.5 poly clusters within our down. And what that does is it provides additional loft and makes sure that the down stays lofted, but it's working the exact same way 37.5 does in the rest of our products. It's pulling moisture away from the body. So So just like that insulation in the Uncompagre that makes it so awesome, that's essentially the exact same situation that's going on inside the down jacket too. So now we have a down piece um, that, you know, with 800 fill, and <clears throat> the insulating properties that come with that, you also still have a piece that's pulling moisture away from your body and going to keep you dry and keep you comfortable. But this thing uh, has uh, non-sewn through baffles, so you're going to get a lot of additional insulation there uh, because you don't have those cold spots where air can come in. Um, it's got a fully insulated, fully filled hood as well, which I found like late season mule deer this year. You get up on the top and just pull the glass out and tuck into that thing, and it's you're in a very, very comfortable spot. Yeah. And that hood construction, um, we get a lot of compliments on our hoods uh, in general, but this this one for this particular piece is, is better than, you know, I have a old ice climbing belay jacket that I use. This hood is superior to that. Um, it's superior to any that we tested on the market. So I think this, you know, this piece opens up, I mean, a new world in terms of the hunting market. I mean, when you think of extreme, you know, stuff overseas, you know, hunting Ibex and Marco Polo sheep. I mean, you could make the current systems work, but you'd have on multiple layers. I mean, this to me solves, you know, hunting muskox up north. I mean, these are garments that will open up to me a different line of hunting that in the past, not to say you guys couldn't meet that with like the Uncompagre, but this adds a different element to it. Yes. No, this is... This is, yeah, this is a, uh, it, it can be very versatile jacket, but it also hits that niche. Yeah, for sure. 
it's definitely one of those pieces you pull that thing on and you have a immediate sense of security and understanding of the the insulating properties and the warmth that comes along with that piece. Yeah, and the Uncapagre pant, uh, so the puffy pants, um, those are staying synthetic um, because those, you know, you always rip your pants and you don't want to leave a trail down, down the mountain. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, the down jacket with the puffy pants is, you, you can sit for a long, long time. And that's always what it takes. Yeah. So. And the other thing you talked about is you can pack them down to where, you know, like some of the soft shell and the other systems, it's hard to compact them in your pack if you're not wearing them. But like the Uncompagra, I mean, you can get it into a basically a darn near the size of a hamburger and stuff that thing in your pack and it molds and it kind of fits to where, yes. you know, it, it's versatile in your pack too. So Yeah. And the weight of this down garment and the puffy pants is you cannot... You know, I help guys with hunts all the time, and you cannot come up with an argument that doesn't justify this stuff. Like, it is, it's going to be a key chunk of kit for a lot, a lot of folks. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Abrasion resistance. Corrugate, uh, yeah. Yeah. Corrugate's so a good kit. The corrugate jacket, you know, it's same uh, material as the pant, very lightweight, super, super breathable. Uh, this is a great like a run and gun protect your merino piece because uh, it doesn't it's not going to add uh, some extra layer of insulation um, but it's going to you know add that abrasion resistance to your upper half um, if you are you know moving uh, you know basically like the way we elk hunt out west is what I think of a lot like mm-hmm. you're you're on the move and yeah. and there's some sprinting involved from yeah. time to time right so yeah. um quail hunters going through the thorns um a friend of ours was using this uh hunting coos deer here uh, just a couple of weeks ago in uh, arizona um yeah you get that brook brush and okatia yeah. and stuff that's just nasty thick yeah and just critical piece yeah yeah any change to the pant or same pant this year pants will be the same um no changes there and yeah i think the you guys pretty much summed up the jacket so if nothing else you can think of it as protection for your merino when you do have those instances where you're busting through brush and still breathable yeah a little uh, extra armor on the outside sure yeah it'll buffer the wind a little bit as like a ridge running jacket uh early season if you're looking for something minimal you know that you know it does it weighs very i mean next to nothing um but uh, yeah, primary, primary. It's uh, just gonna be a little, little armor on your upper half. Yeah. All right. I think cool. moving into the some of the women's stuff here. Yeah, I think you know when I think about this line, I think this is another piece that sets you guys apart. Is you know most most of the your competitors aren't putting out a woman's line of, of camo, and so women are having to fit into you know men's lines of gear, which you know they can, but it doesn't fit them right. But I mean, this to me is a competitive advantage that you guys have is offering you know somewhat of a kit system for a female hunter. Well, yeah, I mean to that point, there's a lot of gals at this show have been like, oh yeah, I'm a men's medium, I'm a men's. I'm like, oh, well, we have women's sizes. Like, oh. And to the kit point, too, I think we are now to a point where, you know, uh, our female um, customers can fully outfit themselves uh, with a kit from us, which is great. And 
some of them may have been frustrated at the time it took to get here, but it's really, really important for us and kind of the cornerstone of, cornerstone of our women's line is um, we want to provide all of the same technologies and features uh, that we can in the men's pieces and the women's pieces, and we want to make sure we're doing them right. So, Yeah. So any changes or anything new versus what you guys have brought out from last year from absolutely. the women's line? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think first thing we'll just, because it is basically, we'll start with the wool. So um, this year we're now offering uh, women's wool in three different weights. So it'll be available in those same categories as the, the men's, the 150 weight um, and 200 weight arrow wools, and then also uh, 250 weight merino X. So within those categories, um, you're going to see, you know, different combinations of configurations. So crews, quarter zips, hoodies, etc. Um, but we do have three full weights uh, of women's wool, um, as well as some additional new configurations that we weren't offering um, previous to 2018. And are you guys seeing, I guess, based on you know this niche, because I think it is a niche in the in this in this market. Are you guys seeing the sales good? I mean, are you guys seeing that um, it's 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 meeting your guys' expectations on what you guys are putting out versus, you know, because sometimes, like, you know, we talked about ASAT earlier. ASAT's going away, which is near and dear to my heart because that was one of the first kits of First Light that I bought, like, you know, eight, nine years ago was ASAT. Oh, yeah. And uh, so you got to look at that and you got to stay competitive. But are you guys seeing that this is actually holding true to what your guys' vision was around a woman's line? Yeah, man, I, I, I think so. I mean, we, uh, our history has always been, uh, you know, built in increments, right? So uh, we start with the base layer and we make sure that's right. And then we start adding on and adding on. And that's how we've been building the women's line. And, um, and we're adding on and adding on to the customer base as well. That's great. It's good to see that offered, right? I mean, it's to your point, it's a lot of the females are wearing men's, you know, yeah, hunting well, clothes. I mean, and I mean, I talked to a gal yesterday who uh, is an absolute badass. She's killed more stuff than I ever will in my entire lifetime. And she's she's like, I... She's like, and she, she was, had worn first light. And 70-some-year-old gal. And she's like, she owns men's long john bottoms. And I'm like, boy, let's fix that. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, probably our most exciting addition to the women's line for this year is the addition of the uh, women's sawtooth hybrid jacket. So we spoke earlier about the men's jacket, and it's been around for a year now, and um, had a lot of extremely positive feedback. And we offer now that same piece in a women's configuration. And this is one of those pieces that I think we, I mean, we have gals come into the office all the time, and they're like, oh, I love that jacket. I wear it in men's small. And, well, now we got a better option for you. So Let's get you like, fitted and we'll yeah. actually get you the right size. Again, it's the same technologies as the men's piece. Um, nothing changed other than, you know, we made it in a configuration that uh, fits a woman's body type better. So Cool. I think Excellent. Most, most of the gals that have used this one are pretty excited about it. Well, I think that was really kind of the, the quick and dirty. We could definitely go into detail on a lot more, but uh, without uh, being able to to uh, to see it, I'd say just stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for uh, all the uh, the fun social media updates that we're doing on the product and the videos that we're dropping, and um, we're going to show you as much as we possibly can without you being there to touch it and feel it and smell it. What's your guys' plans on release date of this gear? The wool's going to be uh, first, and uh, it's going to be in stages throughout the spring. 
So most of the spring months, we'll start seeing this stuff hit the website. And now that you guys are going direct sale, so basically everyone will have to funnel through your website now to get this gear. Yeah, uh, uh, pre-orders uh, we're planning on starting in March, I believe, right? Correct. Pre-orders in March. Um, in terms of seeing the gear and getting more info on it, again, social stuff, you know, is going to be, we're going to be releasing it slowly. Um, and up until then, the stuff will all hit the site in terms of tech specs and pictures and things like that in March. Uh, we're going to start our pre-sale a little bit earlier than we have in the past. Um, but, yeah, that'll be uh, kind of the the rollout in terms of how people can learn about it and see the stuff and and if you're around you know sheep uh, sheep show uh week after next and um western hunt expo and and uh, the portland show in february mid-february and you guys will have storefronts and this gear at those shows as well yes okay cool well, thanks, gentlemen, for jumping on real quick and uh, just kind of giving us a quick overview of, of um, the new gear for 2018. It's pretty exciting that you guys are able to release this here uh, at the Dallas show. And, again, I know I've, a lot of people have been asking questions about what's coming out, so it's neat that uh, it's neat to see you guys challenge convention and innovate and continue to keep up you know, with competition and in my opinion, you know, exceeding a lot of the competition out there. So I know from my standpoint as a, as a user, um, really appreciate um, the stuff that you guys do and uh, what you guys are currently continuing to do in the industry. So well, thank yeah, you. Man, I, I, I think uh, with your knowledge uh, of uh, just being on, on the end user side of things, uh, we make a lot of changes and we listen to our consumer base and you know a lot of where we are right now it has come from the consumer base it's like hey you know my merino is awesome i love it it just gets a little bit baggy and now we're tightening up that fit just as one example yeah you know it's and we're always listening yeah and we're always using it ourselves so i've always said feedback is a gift and it's free so absolutely. you know good or bad yeah, uh, it's always good to be open to people's feedback and your users feedback so this is great well again thanks guys um appreciate your guys's insight uh and uh look forward to seeing you guys at a few more shows and in the future and excited to see what first light has to offer in the future so yeah anyway. thanks for having us on we appreciate it obviously we're excited about big release for us this year and excited to share with everybody and appreciate the time Hey everyone, this is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. 
There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer.